0: Hey what's up Tuners, This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Toner. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is the future of ball grooming. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000 LED spotlight to help give a more precise shave. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0 the Manscaped Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STSports18 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code STSports18 to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
1: the game let's go fuck it i'm a diabetic I, I will root for the team that will literally give me diabetes and death <laughs> rooting for a team from hershey is like a catholic rooting for saint it doesn't make any sense <laughs> this is stay tuned sports and it starts in three two one
0: and hello there all you stay tuners. welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports it's your good friend jimbo here with our good buddy king Hey, buddy,
1: how you
0: doing? How you doing? Hey, everybody, hey, how you doing? doing? How you doing? Hey, hey I doing?
1: Hey, hey, doing doing a little extra jersey on you, everybody. I <laughs> doing.
0: Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm glad, and you you don't sound sleepy like you know you slept in you know like last.
1: Wednesday, uh, we, we're no, I'm also surprised, too, because uh, this weekend I made a trip to the dispensary. Oh, So uh, the fact that I don't sound uh, like one who would go to a dispensary sound <laughs> uh, is, uh, is pretty good. I think, uh, yeah, hey, we're doing pretty good there. We're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of course that's me a lot of people you know you get you know people get a paycheck they go to the bar and you know uh, uh lay down somebody there there, getting some drinks or something and i got a paycheck and i went to uh, i went to the dispensary and loaded <laughs> up so i'm gonna be pretty good for a while uh for for, for the foreseeable future uh as far as uh, as far as that goes so um as just f- putting that out there as far as, as i
0: go there. i i, I kind of celebrated a little bit uh friday um we had a our, our race over uh, NSRA the the league I race in on Friday nights.
1: Um,
0: that's that's kind of how I sound it, because that's I, how it sounds. That's
1: how, I, that's that is that is NASCAR man. That is NASCAR simulation. NASCAR all it's all the racing. It's all it all uh, sounds like.
0: I, I mean last year I was more of like a yeah, oh, you were... ah. oh my leg.
1: I'm on fire. <laughs> You're but, not
0: on fire, Ricky Bobby. Uh, yeah. But um I actually had a, a good finish. Uh I started twenty-first or twenty second, I think it was. I just I can't get qualifying down. I cannot figure it the fuck out. <laughs> I mean um but I, I finished thirteenth. Uh took some gambles and and it looked like it paid off at one point i was like okay i'm just driving I get, they, they kind of get long in a way sometimes if you're not used to it so you kind of zone out like you're driving on the highway and i just happened to look down and i was like in ninth place i'm like whoa i i, I might actually have a chance to have a good finish here let's actually pay attention and try <laughs> but uh heat
1: line fever uh yeah no listen i i uh now again this is a long time ago uh, i i used to play uh not quite like you do like you do the yeah. simulation of the whole setup i used to just play on playstation but i used to play uh some of the nascar games
0: yeah
1: on there and uh that's it you know, once you kind of get used to it and and know how it, how it goes like you you it, it, it takes a little bit but you go from kind of just smashing into the wall and into other cars and you start you start kind of finding a groove. You start finding kind of what tracks you work good for you, how your kind of style is. Are you a little bit more aggressive? Are you a little bit more, you know, wait for your opportunity? Are you this? Are you that? Um, yeah. like that. So, uh, you know, if I was to try to do what you guys do right now, I'd, I would be <laughs> fucking smashing everybody. Nobody would like me. It would be the worst, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it it sounds like you're getting better. I it am. sounds I, like I, you're getting a little better. I, I, so that's I, always good.
0: I got to tell you this, this story. Um, when I first uh, got the wheel and the pedals, and um, I was like, screw it. I mean, how hard is this? I'll just jump right into a race. And uh, I hit the gas pedal, spun out, took out five cars, and I they actually kicked me out of the race. The <laughs> I was like, out. well, okay. So, so like, <laughs> I, I actually got to learn. <laughs> But no, it's it's a good feeling that I'm actually seeing improvement now, and um, even some of the other racers are commenting to me that you know how much improved I am. So, but I'm off this week, so I won't be drinking as much Jameson because you know that's the only time I do good is when I drink Jameson. So wait a minute,
1: you only, you only drink when you drive, huh? Yes, yes. That's,
0: in the that's sim. A not not message
1: <laughs> to giving to anybody listening.
0: Well. Uh, never, never mind. I was going to go to a story, but I, I don't think that would be uh, it'd be too sensitive. Um, are you do- are you about- <laughs> seriously going to bring up the Georgia story? <laughs> that dude's a douchebag, man. How, how, why, oh, my why God. To,
1: why to, did you Speaking of the alcohol, did you see was his blood content was? I did not see the blood alcohol level. No. All I saw that he had a warrant out because they were racing, and then that was what contributed. I didn't see if there was a, any drunkenness. I didn't see if there was alcohol level. I didn't see any of that. All Point, I saw was the headline that he was has a warrant out.
0: Point one nine seven.
1: That's not possible.
0: That I that's the ESPN article I read. That's, that's what, like
1: death. That's like alcohol poison. Hold on a second. Let me look this up. Yeah,
0: look it up. Cause I mean that's I'm, that's I'm, what I thought too. I'm like, that is freaking high. But yeah, they they charged him with uh reckless driving, speeding, uh DUI i think there was a fourth account that day oh uh misleading cops because he originally said he was a mile away from the the crash and then i guess somehow they probably probably cameras is how they found out that he was
1: either that busy. or uh, cell phone pings or something like yeah. that Oh, but, okay so no he he wasn't uh, uh usually around a uh, 0.3 to 0. 0.4 is where you get alcohol poisoning okay so but, so he wasn't close to alcohol poison but he was he fucking was lit
0: wasted. <laughs> i i just don't, i i mean I, I understand these are still kids um but i just don't understand how there's no one there to say listen you are a potential first round pick yes you just won the national title just watch your p's and q's you know he just he just threw away millions of dollars his his life is over
1: oh he'll still get drifted He's too good. He'll still get drafted. Yeah. He'll be lower down, but he'll still get drafted. Because they're only missed the the charges are only misdemeanors. There's no felonies.
0: I thought they charged felonies. him for for homicide too, because he, he was oh, part of, of killing somebody.
1: Nope, there's no felony charges. The, okay, the charges that are against him that he's got the warrant out for are two misdemeanors. Wow. So. Uh, that's what uh, alcohol level 0. 0.13 to 0. 0.15 at this point your blood alcohol level is quite high you'll be <laughs> affected by blurred vision loss of coordination and balance uh, and potentially dysphoria uh, anything higher than that 0. 0.16 to 0. 0.19 the term sloppy drunk applies dysphoria will become stronger and nausea may occur oh jesus so this motherfucker was he was, he was shmammered oh, he yeah. was super shmammered uh, so, uh, I mean, you get what you get, unfortunately for him, uh, you know, and as we say, Oh, unfortunate for him, Oh, he's going to miss out on a million dollars of careers. Well, he also killed two people.
0: Yeah. And that's something uh, that he, he has to live he with. killed
1: another promising athlete and he killed uh, a coach, uh, yeah. so, or a, tra- a training staff or somebody on the staff there for Georgia. Yeah. Uh, so while he's missing out a million dollars, they're missing out on, you know, sunrises and birds and rain and snow, you know, just everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to think about uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, something potentially ruining somebody's life or something like that. Well, he didn't just ruin lives, lives were taken. Um, and, and whether he is directly responsible, which many people think he is or contributed to it, which I think everybody does. Yeah. Point, uh, you know, you kind of have to look at things like that in perspective as well. Um, you know, not just his perspective, but you know, on, 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 you know in general yeah uh, at large and and we'll see we'll see what happens you know yeah. we'll see what happens as far as how he deals with it how he feels about it how the courts handle it how the nfl handles it how yeah. some of these will take it um and and we'll see we'll and, see what happens
0: and it's like situations like this that i mean i'm sure the nfl has mentor programs for rookies and even uh players that are just into the league for a couple you know for the first few years I wish they would have more of a mentorship. Like, you know, each player.
1: Well, has... they have they have the rookie symposium where they have, uh, you know, the, the, all the all the people, all the kids that are drafted or signed as free agents or whatever. Uh, I think it's usually uh, right before training camp starts or somewhere in between, like the draft and training camp. Yeah. they they get everybody in and uh they have veterans and current players and coaches and everybody else in there and basically telling them like hey welcome to the nfl you guys are gonna be making a shit ton of money don't be fucking stupid by don't be stupid we mean things like this and this and this and you know put up you know pictures of, of of everybody you know Don't be Aaron Hernandez, you know, don't (laughs) drive drunk like the NFL. I mean, I think that's where they they try to drill into the kids like, hey, listen, the NFL has the 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 uh, like the driver program. So like if you ever go out anywhere and you get fucking shmammered, all you have to do is call this number and the NFL will send a ride to pick you up and bring you home. Yeah, you don't have to worry about shit and they do it for free This is the NFL They just say, listen. We just don't want any of our athletes fucking being drunk, driving, and killing motherfuckers anymore. So we will do this and do it. And they still don't take
0: advantage of it. And that that blows my mind that they they don't take advantage of it.
1: I would call it up before I went out. I'd be like, take me to there and then take me back when (laughs) I am unconsciously drunk. Let's go, you know. Uh, So that is something that, uh, uh, you know, I'm glad they have that. I understand what you're talking about is maybe having maybe a little bit more of a... Direct one-on-one mentorship, yeah, uh, or something of that nature. But I think that's I, I think that should be left up to maybe the teams or just individuals in the locker room. As you do that, is like, hey, hey, young blood, come here. Let's we'll take take you under the wing. Let's we'll yeah. show you the ropes and do stuff like that. Um, you know how not to be an asshole. But um, like in general, I think the NFL does as good of a job as you can do. Um, with this again. Uh, uh, we were all 20, 21, 22 years old at a time, and realize, uh, you know, how we felt then, and how I felt being that young, dirt poor, how I would feel that way making five million dollars a year, even eight, even if I was making six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year at 20, 22 years old. Fuck yeah. off, like you like it's hard to get through sometimes to to dumb kids yeah uh and being in your young 20s i know you know you're an adult but these kids you know they're kids i'm sorry you know they, they you used st- i think you still are just you know they, they're they're not used to the world yeah and so having a bit of that structure and having a bit of that advice they're having uh veterans there and and uh uh, past players, coaches, executives, anybody there just to be like, hey, listen, you know, uh, chill the fuck out, you know, yeah. and, and don't do shit like that, you know. Like, even listen, Jim Mersey could come out and say, hey, listen, I got to <laughs> tell you, you never want to get caught with hookers and blow in your car. And I got, I, got some bills, I had some cash and a half naked girl in the passenger saying, yeah, you know, that's not a great look, so you don't want to do that, you know. You have an <laughs> owner there that could tell you about what not to do. Yeah. So, um, I think that uh, I I agree, but we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, uh, with the draft. What happens with this kid? Uh, I, I I I don't even know his name at this point. Like I said, I just saw that headlines. Yeah. Uh, how
0: about the how about the latest with uh, Mister Snyder asking the,
1: the? I heard. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's uh, supposedly. Allegedly. allegedly, as we, I think we all need to say now. I mean, I used to say that anyway, but now, especially with Pat, uh, Mr. McAfee and Brett Favre being all the, the way he is, even if we're just reading news, allegedly uh that he is trying to block any attempt for Bezos to put a bid in on the team. Well, uh, and
0: also he doesn't want to be sued like for any, and I got the way I took it was I forget the word he asked the NFL to do, but basically the NFL can't come at Snyder to sue him for, you know, sexual harassments or, or, or things of that nature. Like, yeah, he he's pushing Bezos out, but there there was something else of
1: him asking the NFL. That, it would seem like he's gonna do something kind of fucking slimy like that anyway. Just like yeah. I want amnesty or immunity from you know any kind of. Uh, potential class action lawsuits that would be brought against me by anybody associated with the NFL or anybody with it. The... Listen, just at this point, I think I speak for, I think I speak for the majority of people. I'm sure there are other people out there who, who hold a, a different opinion uh, and that's fine. Uh, and and I'm not saying their opinion is invalid anyway, because I think we'd all kind of like to see Dan get his come up and, anyway. Uh, but I think for a lot of us, It's worth just giving this piece of shit $7 billion telling him to go off to some fucking Island or off the coast of France on his fucking boat or wherever the fuck he wants to go and just get the fuck away from us. Yeah. Get out of our lives, get out of the NFL, just whatever it takes. I think at this point, just to rid the NFL and us in general, the public, of the cancerous third tumor known as Dan Snyder I think is worth any fucking price at this point I just want him gone I just want him out of the public eye I want him out of the public I don't here's what I'm saying once the Washington football team is sold yeah I don't ever want to hear or think about Dan Snyder again not even as like a oh, holy shit. Do you remember the dance night? No, I don't. I, I don't want to be like that. I I want there. I want there to be like Rocky Five. I want it to be a like big it, it black hole happened. memory. Where nobody ever thinks about it. It just, it never happened. It never happened. Like St. Anger with Metallica, never happened. Don't know, <laughs> what are you talking about? Never heard of that album. That album never happened. Rocky Five? Oh, you mean Rocky Balboa, that good movie? Yeah, no, Rocky Five, what? Uh, Tommy Gunn Morrison? Never, nope, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Don't, <laughs> uh, no idea what the fuck you're talking about. No idea. Like, that's what I want the Dance Snyder error to be 25 years of just a blank hole, just nothing nothing no idea what you're talking about goodbye that's all uh, and hopefully then a change to the Red Wolves as a name because as much as people are trying to say like listen they're not going back to the Redskins it's not going to happen yeah. as much as the logo was fantastic and the uniforms were fucking mint and it really was a great look and a great brand and a great identity they, they already tore that aid off there's no putting it back on yeah. they're not going to be the Redskins however if they did want to be the Red Wolves which is a perfectly fine name uh there are red wolves in the area it's a the red wolves are an actual animal it's not like you're making up it's not like saint john's when they became the red storm it's like the yeah. fuck is a red storm that sounds like that sounds like some kind of awful chemical fucking uh uh, uh weather event which we actually kind of get now <laughs> because ohio thinks a lot uh uh government and north fork southern both of them working in tandem to fuck that up um <laughs> You know, it's not something made up. A red wolf is, is an actual fucking thing. So you get that. It's easy to adapt to the to the old fight song. Shit, man! You get everybody going. You get everybody doing howls and barking and shit at the, in the crowd and shit like that. It's like, oh, third down, Ooh, like, come the fuck on! Like, it yeah. just it writes itself. It's great branding. Fucking do it. Let's go. And uh, hopefully that that'll happen because Commanders is shit. Uh, it always was shit. I mean, shit, when people sit there going and say, you know what, Washington football team was not a bad name in comparison to the commanders, that's how you know you got a shit fucking name and a shit fucking brand. Yeah. Uh, so. And if, uh, the, if
0: the NFL is smart and just watch a couple XFL games with the DC commanders, there's fans there that.
1: Defenders. That, defenders. DC defenders. What did I call them? Commanders.
0: Did I? Oh. Yeah, see. Um,. It's been a long day. No, but, but no, uh, I, I,
1: I, no, I agree. Just, just seeing I agree, that,
0: that, that 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 you know the, the brouhaha about yeah. the,
1: the, the beer snake, you know, when they throw lemons on the field, and yeah. it was a. <laughs> that's, but that's the thing that watching that game, uh, uh that day, which was a uh, D.C. versus Seattle. The thing you got from that, more than anything else that I've watched so far, when it when it comes to the XFL, is the atmosphere. That that's the word I wasn't hearing that game. There was the you, the crowd was alive. You heard them. It was it was, you know, uh, it wasn't dead. It wasn't like, you know, listen. For as much as I like the USFL, you know, the fact that when they were playing games that didn't have Birmingham in it, yeah. the crowd was empty, dead. Like you heard the drones flying. Yeah. Like that, you heard the like you were able to fucking hear that. That's how fucking dead and quiet it was. Um With the XFL, like you're getting this sense of you know, especially with the DC ones, and I think when when St. Louis finally gets uh, their home game, not this week but next week, I believe is their first home game, uh, and and they get fucking loud out there, and I think they have a lot of that dome sold out. I think they even started selling some of the upper deck.
0: Uh, yeah, as I, think well. I saw some of that as but...
1: they started to do with the other XFL before COVID killed it. Um. Is, you know, it, it's is it going to be like a party atmosphere? Is it going to be like too much not about the game, but just like fans go there to just have a good time and drink and socialize and do shit like that? My my opinion on that is who gives a shit? They're there. Yeah. And it creates an environment and it makes it fun. When you're watching a game and it's dead quiet and there's nobody in the stands, who gives a shit? I don't give a shit then yeah but if you're watching a game and a crowd's fucking going nuts or they're throwing lemons because they confiscated their beer snake and then oh uh, you know and there's there's you know the, the it, it becomes part of it and they're loud and they're into it and oh there's a play made so the crowd goes nuts like there, when there was an interception in that game the crowd went fucking ape shit. and it's like that it, the crowd absolutely adds to the experience you know and and that's no matter what it is shit, you could be watching professional wrestling if you watch a, a wrestling show and the crowd's dead i don't give a shit but yeah. like you watch one of these shows especially if they're over like in europe or in england or something and the crowd is fucking alive and chanting and doing all this other shit you're fucking, all right yeah let's go this makes it a fun and it does crowd experience and crowd interaction makes things a more fun experience. I think that's the one thing the USFL is lacking. They need to get into home markets, this whole working in a bubble thing. They're going to have two bubbles this year. Yeah. Uh, one in Detroit, one in Canton. Like I, I get it for costs sake. Uh, but at some point you got to start moving into the home markets. Like even the XFL, they're doing all their practices and training camps in Arlington, but they're having the games at least in the home markets. Yeah. That, you know, I, I guess it's, in, it's a decent enough hybrid to cut costs and everything like that. But man, you gotta be able to 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 do something to help liven up the crowds and what's going on there with the USFL because uh, I think we could have a decent two league spring season for spring football season. And who knows? Maybe even one day we'll have a, a USFL XFL championship game like the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, you know that that would be pretty neat. Uh, and something to look forward to. But, you know, again, that's looking far in the future to see if these leagues even survive. Um, But, you know, I think the XFL has a chance. I think, honestly, the USFL has a chance. Um, You know, they're keeping it small, they're doing stuff like that, but you need to get crowd engagement. And, um, you know, the XFL recognized that with some of their teams, like with the Guardians, when they moved them from New York to Orlando um and again you saw that pay some dividends they had like a big fan fest and there were actual fans in the stands down there at camping world stadium whereas when the guardians played in new york in 2020 there was nobody there yeah nobody in new york gave a shit new york new jersey you know nobody cared uh you know and and you saw that in la nobody gave a shit you know uh you know, you saw that, and that was unfortunate. So I think they tried to rectify that with this one. The you know, the Rock tried to move a couple pieces around, see what he could do. I, I don't know if the Vegas thing is going to work there, out there with the in the baseball field. It might. Uh, I didn't catch that game to see how how the atmosphere was, or saw how it was. Yeah. Uh, so I can't I can't comment on it. So I, again, I don't know how that's going to work out. But I think you know, you build on your strengths, and Houston is is a popular market. They're big down there. Uh, with the Roughnecks, um, St. Louis is a big market. DC uh, is doing well. O- Orlando looks like it could be something if they keep, you know, uh, you know, doing what they're doing down there, with like the fan fest and having a big engagement with the with their fans down there. Um,
0: and here, here's a, another thing to kind of go on to your your point um, with USFL coming up in April. I think this is a make or break season for them. If because it seemed like towards the end of last year their attendances the, the TV ratings start to really drop off. Whereas the XFL I, I think they'll last a full year and I think in the off season the Rock and, and his partners will look back say okay what worked what didn't work let's get it right for next season and you know I I think the XFL has a better chance at making it than you uh the USFL.
1: I disagree. I think they both have a have have a very good chance, if not an equal amount of chance. And the thing about the USFL is you know, they have the backing of Fox and Disney ABC. Um kind of kind of the same way the XFL does. The XFL has has uh uh Disney behind them and they also go on to fx and and stuff like yeah. that whatever because uh, disney owns fox a certain fox things are not television you know i don't know how they it's all fucking weird and set up out all the different mergers go and whatever but yeah. they have big corporate backing so there's money there and there's also money that you know they're they're, they're willing to take a loss for a little bit If you can see it, if you can build the brand, if you can build it. And the other thing about the USFL is that was really created, honestly, uh, from from what I've heard and from what I've read from other things, what's going to keep that afloat is online gambling. Oh, That was created simply for the fact of, listen, we can do this in a bubble. We can do this not in a hallmark because we do this other thing. Because one thing we can do, because Fox has like their Fox Bet thing and other stuff like that, so they do a lot of stuff through that, is uh, is to promote the you know taking the bets and doing the online gambling for the USFL. So between getting the backing from corporate money, you know, getting the gambling money in on that and doing all those kind of things, like it seems like they're set up. For like they're they're not gonna lose financial backing. They're not gonna yeah. lose so much that they're like okay, well we have to fold. Like they're 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 slow. It's it's fledgling, but I think they're I think they'll make it through this season. I think they'll get the second season, and then we'll see. And you see, they've also changed some of the markets. Uh, I forgot who they get rid. Of? I think they got rid of Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Bandits, and then they put in uh, the Memphis Showboats. Yeah, um, and uh you got the the pittsburgh maulers changed their colors to be more like pittsburgh so now instead of the purple and orange they're uh, black and gold like every other pittsburgh team uh so maybe to build more of an identity with that and try to piggyback off of the rest of pittsburgh sports uh you know, and maybe this is a way that they're starting to, you know, they saw like maybe they got support from certain markets, but not others. They heard things like you can get so much information now from social media interactions and all this different data that comes in. So I think they're, they're set up to like, after this year to maybe move to home markets. And that's what they're kind of doing. Like they're, they're setting up to be like, okay, Let's Okay, Tampa, we didn't get a lot of interaction from them. What that? Let's move to Memphis where we heard a lot of things from there. Maybe we could work something out with the Liberty Bowl eventually. Pittsburgh moving to those colors. Maybe they're going to play more, uh, you know, setting up to play in Pittsburgh, seeing all that kind of stuff. I think the smart move would be to do that. Go for the smaller venues. Don't try to fill up big stadiums, yeah. things like that. And, and I think they'll do well. Um, so it's again, it's, again, about getting through this season will you know how the quality of the football is you know with the xfl the quality's been hit or miss. there have been some great games there have been some games that are fucking snooze fest yeah you know that is what it is you're going to get that even in the nfl you're going to get that yeah um you can't have it be a majority of your games
0: so with the, there was uh, obviously we knew about carson wentz being um released from washington yeah, th-
1: that's a shame. I, that's a shame.
0: Do you think he finds a job in the NFL or do you think he gets relegated? Oh,
1: he'll, get a he'll get a backup job. He'll get a backup job. If he wants to. That's... that's yes, If he wants to. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to get a starting job. The starting jobs for him are done. Yeah. Until he proves otherwise. Um, but uh, he'll get a backup job if he wants to. So the, um. The, and- the
0: question I want to ask you, though, is, um, you know, we talked about Wentz over the past few weeks, months, whatever, um, about in a bust in this now. Who's the bigger bust? Wentz or Mariota? Because Marcus Mari- Mariota got released from the Falcons.
1: Uh, that is a very good question. Because um, that's it. Mariota was supposed, he was going to be the future of the Titans. Yeah. Did it work out there? He got outperformed by uh, Brian Tannehill. He came in and, and took that job. So then he sent him to Vegas. Um and Derek Carr was the man out there, uh, and Mariota could not replace him. He could not play better than Derek Carr.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and that's and Derek Carr. I still think is a very good quarterback. Oh, so, I, I think he is too. That, that's why there's that's why there's a market for Derek Carr about being like we talk about that. Like Derek Carr was released, Kirsten Wentz was released. You have one quarterback that's being courted as being a starting quarterback in several markets, and you have one quarterback that's being told. Uh, you know, you, you can be a backup if you want to be. If not, you know, the USFL is always there. Yeah. So um, that's understandable. And then he gets the job in Atlanta after Atlanta gets rid of Matt Ryan to the Colts. And it's like, OK, here's this team. You know, it obviously kind of in a rebuild. Let's see what you can do. Um, And, you know, there were moments, but in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things, really wasn't able to do anything really didn't impress anything to the point where it's like you know instead of uh showing that he was something more kind of like daniel jones does this year in new york where he showed i I am worth something i i am i can be uh, a franchise quarterback i can be a good quarterback uh that wasn't Shown with Mariota in Atlanta, so now again you have a case where I think where it's Wentz, you know, where you have, you know, he can get a job in the NFL as a backup, yeah. uh, as as a great backup, but I don't think he's going to anything else. Um, and that's it. You're talking about two. Uh, what Wentz was the number two pick? Yeah, Wentz or, went two. Yeah, he, yeah, he was two, and Mariota was, I believe, the number one pick.
0: Yeah, because it was Mariota and
1: was the number one pick uh, and the year that Carson was drafted Goff was the number one pick
0: and see like I, I I think if I had a pick between the two who was the bigger bust I would have to say Wentz just because of the contracts he signed over the past you know what four years five years oh no training? i don't go
1: by contracts i do not want to go by contracts you know i mean if that's the case then sam brantford's the biggest bust because he got paid fucking an enormous amount of money for being the most mid-quarterback in the history well yeah well. no
0: i mean he, he definitely was i i remember when we traded for him i would give it off. to mariota
1: <laughs> I would give it to mariota for one reason one reason only is that he was the number one pick Okay. And he flunked out in Tennessee, flunked out in Oakland, and now was flunked out of Atlanta. Uh Wentz listen. Wentz was having an M V P season his rookie year. MVP season. I still say he got, hurt. I still say he should have won. He was having an M V P season. The reason the eagles were even in the super bowl that year was because of him they got that number one seed because of him and i feel terrible about it because if he's the one who gets them that if he plays in that game and they win that game because of carson wentz and not nick Foles, um i think the trajectory for him and his career is completely different oh Um, i agree and, again, I don't know how much the injury affected him. I don't know how much maybe the injury affected him and then all of that happening yeah. affected him and his confidence. Because that's the other thing, too. It seemed like his confidence after that injury and after the Eagles made that run to the Super Bowl without him, he was not the same person that he was his rookie year after that. Yeah, um, And that's unfortunate. And, like I said, I liked Carson Wentz coming out of the draft i was pissed the eagles drafted him because i was like i like him i'm rooting for him i don't want to have to root for somebody that's on the eagles uh i remember watching a draft with you at the bar uh, yeah. and saying that to you directly i was like i don't want them to draft him because i like him and as soon as the rams drafted goth i was like shit <laughs> uh so like i liked him uh and like there's still a part of me that wants to hang on to the fact that like i think he could be still a starter in this league, and I think he still can be a good quarterback given the right circumstance. Yeah, Um, But I I have to say that uh, after Indianapolis, um, you know, after his last uh, year there in Philadelphia, which I think crushed his confidence, uh, after his year in Indianapolis, which I think crushed it even more, uh, and then after this run in, in D.C., which did him no favors. Yeah. Um, like he's got. Z- I mean, if you want to talk about how working with confidence can make you better and make you a better uh, football player, a better athlete, whatever it is, better performer. Uh, I mean, that kid's working with zero point zero percent confidence. He has zero confidence in anything that he has right now. Um, and I don't know if you could fix that. Yeah. Y- like you'd ha- you'd have to find a way to fix that. Um, and I don't know if that maybe that is going to the XFL or the USFL and and maybe uh, you know playing down there and build just try to build yourself up or something again uh,
0: and that's the thing like if he, if he was hopefully he was smart enough to to save some of this money that you know the, I mean, the past four years was about 200 million he, he gained like I said go to the XFL yeah, you're not gonna get paid anywhere close to the, the, the veterans minimum of the NFL, but maybe you could get that confidence back and maybe it'll be like a, a Kurt Warner story where, you know, he was in the, the Redskins training I, camp. I don't
1: I don't know. I don't know if we'll go that far. But I and and here's the other thing too. I think most NFL players now uh have a good general idea of of how to handle their fine I mean obviously I think there's some that still don't and we yeah. and see that you know, players get into some financial troubles and, and things like that as, as time moves on. But I think a lot of them have taken the idea of, of uh, financial planning and financial uh, uh, preparedness uh, uh, well. Some of them, like, uh, as we saw in the hard knocks with the Browns a couple of years ago, uh, even one of their players, he was basically giving a class to all the rookies and other, and other people that were in there, giving them basically a, a financial planning lesson of, what you do with your money, how you can make it grow uh, in, you know, putting it in savings accounts, putting it in different investments and things like that, letting all that grow to the point where you don't ever have to live off of any of the money you make. You just, you, you live off the print, you know, you you live yeah. off the, the, uh, the interest. Uh, interest. You don't even yeah. touch the principle of it. So that it's just your money makes you money, Yeah, you know? Uh, so you see that and it's there. So I think a lot of players have that. I'm sure Carson is one of them as well, where he's, you know, he's got that money working for him. So now it's just a case of what he wants to do. Like, you know, is, is being a backup something he wants to do? Does he want to try to build himself back up? Does he, is he going to go for a backup job and just hope for the best? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um,
0: The only thing I ask is Philly fans that are out there saying Carson, come home, shut the fuck up. I mean, I, I know it won't be the same outcome with Jalen Hurts, but we've seen what happened when Jalen Hurts got. I, I still blame that, too. That when Jalen Hurts got drafted, that got in Carson's head. You know, you, you, Nick Foles left. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then absolutely. you bring in his his basically his 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 replacement. You know, I I know I don't think it would affect Jalen as much as Carson, but there would be so much questions to be answered every week
1: oh no because here's the thing i don't think anything is going to affect jalen at this point it's just if we're talking about building back up carson's confidence that's not going to do it yeah just like have a daily reminder of oh yeah we got this guy to replace you and guess what he was so much we were right you suck like (laughs) having that constantly there with you uh no that's not the way to do it you know shit. maybe he goes to canada you know the CFL is still a thing, so maybe he'll go up there. You know he'll play for the fucking Argonauts or the or the Tiger Cats or the Eskimo. Oh, wait, they're not the Eskimos anymore. Uh, they're the Elks, here yeah, because they changed it. Whatever. Um, but you know maybe he goes up there. Maybe there he gets a little bit more confidence or, or does that Like he he just needs, I think, to get a little bit more of that back. And if he ever gets that back, who knows? Uh, you know we'll 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 see. But uh, I, I'm root- I'm personally rooting for Carson. I want him to do better. I, I, like I said, from the draft, I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. And for one season, up until the Rams fucking crippled him, uh,
0: and I, I was I, right. I still think we could have won that Seattle playoff game if it wasn't for uh, Clowney doing the, the, you know, roughing the pass around and not getting it called.
1: I don't even remember that game of whichever one you're talking Wentz, about.
0: So. Wentz rolled out to take off to get the first down and Clowney or Wentz slid. And Clowney came in and hit him in the head and knocked him out of the game. Here's, and...
1: here's what I'm saying. I don't remember the Eagles playing Seattle in the playoffs at all, ever. So that's what I'm saying. I don't recall the game, that's, that's, let alone the play. That's why
0: I'm, I'm refreshing your memory. I mean, why would I You're lie to you? are refreshing something
1: that's not there. <laughs> I don't know. I I am completely unaware of anything of this. So now I'm going to have to go back and, uh, you know, use the Google machine and see if I can find uh, something like that. Oh, yeah, no, that actually happened. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't actually remember that. So I... I have no idea <laughs> what you're even talking about. But then again, I'm a Giants fan, so I don't really pay attention to Eagles bullshit anyway. So why would I? Why would I? Fuck you guys. <laughs> you lost the Super Bowl. Kiss my dick.
0: You want to talk <laughs> a little? You want talk a little hockey?
1: Uh sure. hey, listen. Let's go Devils baby. Yeah, because uh we got fucking Timo Meyer, baby. What a pickup. Uh, For nothing. Uh, we gave him a fucking bag of pucks.
0: I was like, Basically. I was like, oh, let me see how my flyers are doing. It was a couple days ago. Let me see how my flyers are doing. You know, just sorry about that. Game wise, <laughs> and uh, Devils versus Flyers, seven nothing. I'm like, wait, I thought the NFL was over. Why, why, why is there touchdowns being scored
1: here? The extra point is up, and it is good. <laughs> I was like, I see them. Uh-huh.
0: Fletcher, you know, I saw someone uh, on Twitter say that. The NHL needs to do what the NFL is doing with Washington. They need to look into how the Flyers organizations ran because this is just—it's a fucking Tom, joke. Here,
1: here's here's the long and short of it, especially uh, from our from our buddy Mikey Dinicola uh, there on Twitter that we both follow. Yeah, uh, Arne, Mikey Orange and Black Pack, uh, something like that. You'll find them. Yeah, uh, Comcast doesn't give a shit.
0: And that's, that's the thing. I was thinking about that on the way home today. They're a company. They're not a family
1: or a family owned. They're, they they don't care as long as people right. keep it's buying not, tickets. You, you don't have Ed Snyder there. He's not the owner anymore. You don't have that personal touch. It's, uh, it's Comcast. It's NBC. NBC yeah. Comcast owns you. Uh, Xfinity, whatever you want to fucking call them. Uh, and they don't have any fucking idea what they're doing. And that's why you, you know, again, like people saying, you got fucking Fletcher there who honestly, the way this off season went, should have been fired before the season even began. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still there. Um, you have a team that is, uh, d- d- bubblegum and fucking twine, uh, trying to be led by Tortorella who, you know, God bless him. He's doing his best, but you know, the man's no fucking miracle worker. Yeah. Um, uh, you you, you it, it's uh you know again the goaltending issues which has always been a fucking flyers problem that on top of every other issue that the flyers have um it, it's again for as promising as the season started out and how the flyers have not been completely blown out like you're not the very worst team in the league yeah uh, but you're starting to see maybe the flyers hit the wall like that devil's game with the seven nothing uh, that's even before the Devils even traded for Timo Meyer. Yeah, uh, San Jose. So like that was that was even before that, and and the Devils laid that on you. Um, like that should be a wake up call, but I don't think like th- there's been seventy three different wake up calls for the Flyers in the last five years, and they've never answered any of them.
0: And not even just just the Flyers. I mean, Fletcher he he just. He sucks. Like, you know, how many days left do we have till a trade deadline? He hasn't done any type of moves to, you know. I know you you don't believe in draft picks, but you know, try to set something up for the future or unload some of these contracts. Like, I, I like Sean Couturier. Something for
1: hope, at this point, if he did something, the Flyers did anything just to give the fan base hope. Yeah, that would be something. But they're not even doing that. I will say this though. It appears that the fucking Rangers and Devils are on a straight up arms race. Like they are just ready to fucking just go toe to toe with each other. And I am fucking <laughs> here for it. <laughs> oh, dude. Old school Devils, Rangers. Rangers are picking up fucking everybody. They picked up Tarasenko from St. Louis. Who I saw that. I haven't really that. done much since uh, he went over to the Rangers. So that's, and the Rangers just picked up uh, Kane yeah. from Chicago, which was, uh, everybody knew that that was coming for a couple of weeks now. Uh, but they finally got it done. So now uh, uh, Patrick Kane goes and plays now for the New York Rangers. Uh, the Rangers are loading up on talent. They're loading up. They have a bunch of fucking all stars and shit on their team, whatever. And that's great and wonderful. All that to lose in the first round to the New Jersey fucking double. <laughs> let me. Who are let, just fucking, let, oh, let, dude, let, I'm ready for it.
0: Let me remind you and let me remind the listeners um, when the NHL season first started, there was a hashtag. Floating around by King.
1: Hashtag right, fire, fire up. And guess what? Guess what? That hashtag and that meme that I posted lit a fire under Lindy Ruff's ass. <laughs> and
0: so God you're the damn, reason.
1: <laughs> I, I think me and the several other, you know, thousand Devil fans that were posting fire <laughs> up uh, since last season and earlier part of this season. Uh, yeah, I think I think we are partially responsible. Thank you. I would. I, you know, you're welcome. Devils fans. Uh, for for this run that we're on, but uh, I'll tell you what, the, our 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 talented pieces have finally started to mature. They finally started. Uh, we're, we're just we're, we seem to be hitting on all cylinders. Uh, uh, Vanacek, our fucking goaltender, is a fucking beast. What a pickup in the offseason from the Washington Capitals. Uh, picking up that gem, uh, he's been outstanding uh, in the pipes. And then we even had uh, Schmidt. Who uh, was uh, is the backup there getting a shutout against the Flyers in that seven nothing game? Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, we won't talk about him. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where he's. Uh, we I think we sent him back off to Utica, or he's on an injury uh, reserve. But I think he can stay wherever he's staying. He's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know,
0: he, he may screw up the the chemistry.
1: He uh, every time he seems to be in net, we seem to have issues. Is all I'm saying. So. <laughs> So, so maybe hashtag um, you know, Steve, maybe, fire maybe, Blackwood? Maybe, maybe Schmidt will be a better uh, uh, relief goal, you know, for those back-to-back games and coming in uh, there and playing every once in a while while, uh, while uh, Manachek there takes a break. Uh, that'll be better. And, again, we'll see how we go. But for right now, I mean, it's looking like uh, right now, Carolina, I think, is still uh, in the lead for the division. Okay. But then you have the Devils and Rangers right behind them, and it, it looks like both like we're setting up for that kind of fight devil's rangers let's fucking go oh i'm ready for it i'm ready for it we're hitting in march once we hit march then we got april once april hits then the playoffs start and then it's time to fucking go and uh and we'll so see
0: play- playoffs are roughly what mid april
1: uh yeah usually around the late early to early middle april i don't know if that okay. makes any sense to anybody yeah. but yeah so around like right around tax time like april 15th somewhere around uh, there okay
0: Um, what about the penguins? Do you think this is it for them? you think
1: the, the team is blown up? Well, they have Ron Hextol as their general manager. And, uh, as anybody who's a Philadelphia (laughs) Flyer fan knows, it's like the, the fans started chanting fire in the crowd and every Flyer fan I saw was like, Oh, the good old days. Remember those? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I don't know how much you say about that but you have that you have the real aging core there of uh, Crosby and Malkin uh you know and you, you're not getting the pieces there that you'd hope and the goaltending's not what it is or was and yeah uh, you know you're you're you got to start Replacing some pieces, whatever that means, Malkin. I don't think you replace you, again. You you, you replaced, yeah, you're not replacing Yeah, he and I kind of, I would feel the same with Malkin. I think those are two. You you hold on to them until they're ready to go. Or so I think, or they, I think Malkin could.
0: I think Malkin could could be replaced. Crosby, uh, that, that, that's going to be hard to to replace. Even a yeah, tenth of that talent.
1: I with Crosby. I I see Crosby as he's got to be a lifer you have to keep crosby there yeah um, but outside of that like you know but then it also comes to like if you're the penguins if you're going to do a straight up overhaul if you're going to do a rebuild does crosby want to stay there for that does, is he going to yeah. retire is he is he going to say listen i'm send me somewhere else because i don't want to spend two by the last two to three years of my career on a team that's going to be at a bottom third of the league uh you know as as, as these kids find their feet you know uh because that's 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 the club that Crosby got drafted into. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why he was the number one pick by the Penguins because the Penguins were fucking awful. Um, that, was, and, that was
0: right around the time they were thinking about moving them, right? Or was that?
1: Uh, Around, I think they might have been saved by that point, but that's around the time year you know, where there was a lot of talk about moving them yeah. uh, to Hamilton. There was talks about moving them to Hamilton, Ontario, to be like a secondary Ottawa, uh, Ontario team.
0: Okay,
1: uh, around maybe maybe the move to get to be a second Toronto team, like Toronto was going to have two teams. Uh, you know, there was talk about uh, moving them to a couple of different places, Quebec city or Kansas city. Kansas city was a big one cause they had just built the sprint center. So there was talk about just getting the penguins out of there. Cause I think they were still playing at the, the, uh, the igloo. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they hadn't even gotten to a uh, console energy center. Now the PPG paints arena. Uh, I that will was, say
0: it's a nice arena. The, that's the, the, all.
1: Uh, that, that's the building that Sydney built. Yeah. Uh, Cause after he came in and they started getting some of their success and then that was it. They, they were like, okay, we're here. We're investing. Mario bought the team. They got investors. Uh, and, and that's it. And now you think about, you know, moving the penguins like that. You, know, you can't do that. It'll never happen. Well, yeah, that the, at the turn of the century, it was very iffy whether the penguins were still going to be there. Yeah. So, uh, as, as, you know, as think about 10 years ago when the Islanders were, uh, going to be somewhere else where the Islanders were going to be in Quebec city or the Islanders were going to be in Kansas city, or, you know, they were talking about moving the Islanders, getting them out of there because Nassau Coliseum was literally falling apart. Uh, and then they moved to Brooklyn and then that doesn't fucking work out. And that's all big mess. And then they finally get the arena there at Belmont park. Um, you know, you think, you know, the Islanders anywhere other than, you know, the, the New York city area of Long Island there, you can't think of it anywhere else like you, you know the penguins i can't think of the penguins being anywhere else but there was a time where they were they were going to be gone yeah um so and that's all sydney crosby sydney crosby saved that franchise uh so i think you you have to keep there. you have to um you know but we've seen teams do other things like the kings just yesterday uh they traded jonathan quick who has oh, two really? months on his contract who, granted, was not the goaltender that he was. I think he was basically a backup now at this point. Yeah. But to to trade the guy who won you two Stanley Cups, your first two Stanley Cups, who was integral in, in those and who in those uh, 2012 playoffs was phenomenal in leading an eighth seed to the Stanley Cup. And all that he did to then unceremoniously dump him off two months before you know like this was his last year you know on the contract contracting like that yeah. probably retires this year anything like that you know and the reports are that he's beyond devastated and beyond upset well i mean I, I would it, be too um so now the question is like does How does this harm his relationship with the Kings? Like there was talks about having a statue for him outside of Staples Center or crypto.com arena, whatever the fuck they want to call it now, (laughs) that Chinese bullshit. Um, And, you know, obviously number retirements and shit like that, like that was going to happen. Now you have a case of where Rob Blake goes ahead and just does this, you know, business is business. And well, if I'm Jonathan quick, like they traded them to the Columbus blue jackets, uh, I think you have to ask the question, does he even suit up? Does he just instantly retire? Does he not show up? Does he like, is there, is there something else like that going to happen? Yeah. Um, and then the relationship between him and the Kings is it just like, well, fuck you then. I'm not, fuck you. Fuck the banner. Fuck any kind of statue. I don't want anything to do with it. You do whatever you want, but fuck you until you're gone as general manager or the rest of the, the higher ups or everything like that is gone. Yeah. I'm not fucking dealing with you guys. I'm not coming back. You all can go fuck yourselves. It feels like that. Like if, so, if the so kind
0: of like a Calvin Johnson type, type if thing. The
1: temperature, well, no, cause Calvin Johnson has come back. Like he's well, done. It, it took a while there, now. They're with them and they're still there. They still ain't give him his million dollars. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so there's, there's, you know, like that, where that is kind of softened the 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 temperature of the room right now is uh is kind of feeling like yeah you know like Jonathan Quick is just gonna say you know what fuck you which is a shame that guy's a king's legend yeah so and and to do that and I remember watching him up in Wilkesbury uh, when he was a member of the Manchester Monarchs really you know, playing against the Wilkesbury Penguins yeah 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 that, that, was, oh, that there. was
0: way before my time
1: that was when I uh when was that. That was 2009? Yeah, I was going to say. I, I want to I, say 2009. I, I, my first
0: ever Baby Pens game was, I want to say, 2011-12. And it was the Phantoms, the Philadelphia Phantoms, against the Pens. And that was the night that the uh, Wilkes-Barre Township SWAT team had to get called into the arena after the game because they still still were fighting with each other. Nice. That's when I was like, "Eh, maybe I will give this game a little bit of a try. And didn't really and then I met you and I was like, well, maybe I'll give it another try again and now I'm fucking cursing you out. Get you, Mr. (laughs) Oh hockey.
1: What's this gay sport? Hockey. Oh, this is who watches this? This is worse than soccer. Such an asshole. You really how are we friends? I I really don't know. Yeah. Listen, I'm an asshole. I get that. I understand that. But you too, you're an asshole. I think I think, friends. I, I think
0: our, our friendship could be summed up by that one meme. And I, I'm pretty sure I tied you in it. It's uh, when you're trying to argue with me, just stop trying to win because I already gave up. But I'm just keeping it going for 10 more minutes just to piss you off.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I saw that meme. I know the meme you're talking yeah. about. However, here's the part of the meme that I don't think you quite understand or get. That meme is meant for like a a husband and wife couple.
0: I mean, you know, we're we close I, like I, that. I
1: I'm just saying <laughs> that that is the uh, tone of the meme, uh, and especially in looking at the meme itself, uh, that 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 is the intention of the meme. So uh, while I'm flattered. Uh, by you keep on mentioning that meme uh, and bringing that up, I'm also um, a little concerned. <laughs> uh, a little questioning of certain things. Uh, but that is what it is. You know, hey, listen, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, it's 2023, buddy. In this day and age, you know, that's what I mean. You don't got to have, I have an open mind when it comes to certain things. Not that open. <laughs> not that open. The minds might be open. Nothing else is. Um, but yeah, so just just the. just to, to Keep a heads up on there, so
0: to, uh, to get out of this little hole that I dug myself into. So no, sim- <laughs> let's stop talking about getting
1: in and out of holes. Oh, we don't boy. need a, any more of that.
0: Um, since we're talking NHL and, and playoff uh, season coming up, you know, don't uh, the players usually grow their beards out?
1: Uh, from what I understand, that's kind of a history that's been there for a while. It's like a superstition. Uh, it's it's like a thing. Yeah, when you when you uh, you're like, oh, we made the playoffs. I'm not going to go ahead and shave my beard uh, until like we win the Stanley Cup or until we get eliminated or anything like that. But just because you grow all that out doesn't mean that you can't keep a trim. But here's the deal. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products for you to go ahead and make sure that that playoff beard is kept nice and tight for your entire playoff run. That's right. There are once again revolutionizing men's grooming over there at Manscaped with the brand new Beard Hedger from a beard trim to a fresh shave, which, you know, either you win a Stanley Cup or you get not kicked out. Hopefully, if your team uh, makes the playoffs, you're not going to do a fresh shave for a while. The technology behind the Beard Hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now, you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match the carpet because, remember... You got, the, uh, you got the performance package 4.0. That's all for your balls. Helps your nuts. Helps everything down there. Trimming the bushes. Makes the tree stand taller. You know what I'm saying. Now, drapes match the carpet. You can do all that by going to manscaped.com. And if you use the code STSports18, you're going to get yourself 20% off. And free shipping. By the way, that's worldwide shipping, by the way. I don't think in the, they, they, they mentioned that. That's free shipping worldwide. That's incredible.
0: That's incredible. So, like, if you're if you're like a Viking or something over in the Netherlands or whatever the Vikings are from, this would be perfect for you. Scandinavia, <laughs> Scandin- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The, the this, this would be perfect for them. French German, but uh, <laughs> yes, no, it would be. And listen, it's time to tame your mane. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, no one likes a weird beard. Unless you're in the playoffs. But even if you're in the playoffs, nobody likes the weird bit. you got to trim that stuff. If you ask any of the NHL players who have made the playoffs, the one thing is the wives are always like, ah, I don't know, it gets too wild, it gets too scratchy, I don't know if I like that, or whatever. So here's the thing. NHL players out there listening. And we know we have a huge NHL player following who listens to us here on uh, Stay Tune Sports. Exactly. You can, you can avoid all the wife... Complaints about, oh, the beard, too, uh, it's too much. I don't like it. Whatever. You go ahead and tame your mane there. Say goodbye to all that stubble with Manscape's beard hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 cutting lengths, all with just one guard. You don't have to go and find the different ones. Oh, is this a number two? Is this a number four? Is this the number one? No, none of that shit. It comes right there. It's all there right on the Beard Hedger itself. You just click the number you want, and it's set, ready to go. So no more messy drawers full of those extra add-ons. And, it, 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 again, face grooming doesn't have to be that hard. I know that some, sometimes I never want to do it. Oh, I have to go get the trimmer. Oh, I have to find which thing is that. I have to go then get the razor. Let me go get this, and let me get that. You don't need to do that anymore. All you need is the Beard Hedger, and it's got you covered. Now, while the Beard Hedger is made for any length, it has a special feature for all of you uh, bold-faced boys out there. Like, you know, you get knocked out of the playoffs. You got nothing there. You got nothing there. <laughs> now, the, the Hedger has a built-in advanced lift comb technology that allows for a smoother, complete shave. And here's the thing. I use this. I have the Beard Hedger. I don't know if you're aware of that, everybody. I think I've mentioned it once or twice on this show i have the beard hedger this thing is a fucking game changer it works so good i can't i can't think of using anything else now like i've had an old pair of clippers for a while i've had you know doing the and stuff like that for just straight up maintenance of the beard the beard hedger is second to none absolutely second to none now Jimbo, you're kind of a you're one of the baldy-faced boys out there. They're talking about.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I'll admit this. I can't grow a beard, but with my goatee, um, the the comb part of the the beard trimmer actually made like it. Even the wife said, like, oh my god, it's so soft now. It's not scraggly. You know, you don't have any uh, stray hairs. You know, popping off to the side or something like that. Like it's all it's all neat.
1: That's Man. what I mean. It's like, and that's what we're talking about. It's not wild. It's not. You don't have a wild yeah. mane, and that's why they say you can tame your mane now with the manscaped beard hedger. Plus, it's waterproof. Take the damn thing in the shower with you. You got the nice mirror in a shower. I do anyway. Fogs up sometimes, but then you just you know you spit on it, rub it, and it's fine. You spit on it, you know that fixes a lot of problems. In life. I'm just uh, I'm take just that how that you wish. There you go. <laughs> you spit on it, it fixes problems. Uh, but you do that right in the mirror you take your your beard head you in the shower with you you can clean all that off right there while you're just sitting there in the shower getting a nice soak it's wonderful it comes with titanium coated t blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face because you don't want again you're not looking to rip up your face no just like with the performance package uh and and the uh, the lawnmower you're not looking to tear up your balls you're not looking at you know to 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 trim the twig and berries as it were no you're looking to get rid of just all the bushes that stuff get rid of the hair yeah. and that's the same stuff that's going on here with the beard hedger takes care of your face gets rid of the beard It's perfect for what you're looking for uh it leads to a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time is there something i know about <laughs> it being satisfied one stroke at a time the beard hedger is a high tech piece of art in a travel size package with long lasting battery which i can attest to universal charging and a strong motor which i can attest to this thing cuts through my gigantic scraggly beard hairs sometimes you know sometimes you know I, i will you know i'll let it go for a little bit and i'll be like oh man i should probably you know trim up here for a little bit okay i get this stuff boom like it's like butter doesn't even matter done it's so perfect. The company that helped reduce nicks and cuts on your special place now has the same for your face. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code STSports18 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STSports18. Manscaped Beer Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Dude, I love that fucking thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was
0: just thinking oh, too man. like, you know, you remember that one uh, picture um, on Facebook that I, I kind of photoshopped you uh, uh, next to my driver's license, and you were all like real scraggly looking with the, yes, the beard. Yes, yes, that
1: was my. That should be. I think that's three or four driver's licenses. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: That should be like the before picture, and then like show you as like. Jonah Hill or something where he's all clean shaved and cleaned up and everything. Well
1: no, that's it. Dude, do you remember like I was going like fucking eight years ago now, ten years ago, whatever it was, uh when you first gave me the uh, that package of nuts. Yeah. And you were like, Here, Merry Christmas, I got you my nuts. Ha ha ha, big joke, I'm eating Jimbo's nuts, funny. Uh, but I did the picture of it, and I was like, oh, I did the goofy face, like, ah. Yeah. I went and I saw that picture again recently, and holy shit, <laughs> why didn't nobody tell me I looked like a fucking homeless man? <laughs> I looked fucking awful. That's that's when you need it, Manscaped. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I mean, man. Thank God for fucking the beard hedger in Manscaped right now, because I, I want to go take the beard hedger I had now go back in time, if I could.
0: get <laughs> me dead that. inside a
1: DeLorean, give that to me, because holy shit. But that's what I mean. It's like I think it was that way because some doing some of the other stuff, my lazy ass was like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna have to worry about that shit now. So now I keep it all nice and clean. I'll tell you what, man. I look I look a lot more uh, well put together yeah, now at 41 than I did at 31. Yeah, no. that. I look like a fucking hobo for most of my 30s. <laughs> I, uh, and offense, I'm not I proud agree. of that. I am not proud of that fact. But uh, starting to groom a little bit more, I'm taking care of my skin. I got all the the moisturizers and stuff like that. I got the uh, beard oils and stuff like that. Now I got the bald deodorant, thanks to Manscaped, and taking care of the nuts hair and all that kind of shit. Like, uh, you've really taken care of myself now, you know? Mm. Now, now watch. Now, that I'm taking care of myself. I'm gonna fucking die into it. <laughs> hope not. Hope not. Knock on wood. Jesus yeah. Christ. Let's you know. <laughs> There, I just knocked on my head for you. I was gonna. I, I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, crap! <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I what think, else
1: we got? Is there anything else to even talk about? I think that. I think that's really it. I mean, I was gonna say it's, it's we're, we're, we're kind of right right slow now. sports season. I mean, the, the NBA's happening, but I don't give a yeah. shit. I mean, we uh, could
0: we could laugh at baseball over the whole pitch count fiasco. I like that.
1: I like the clock. I like the pitch clock. I like the I idea, but man, from, I. I just,
0: i think they have a, a a lot of issues to iron out
1: i don't listen get the pitcher off when it's supposed to be getting a box well, when it's supposed to otherwise fuck you
0: then then here's this then this will probably probably be the last thing we'll bring up to talk about today um so i've been seeing videos over in the past two three weeks and the last video i saw was both the pitcher and batter um had a violation a pitch clock violation which I don't understand how you could do that because from my understanding how the rule goes, batter has till eight seconds left to be looking at the pitcher ready to bat. And obviously the pitcher has the 15 seconds to pitch. If the batter's looking at the the pitcher at eight seconds, then he's ready. So how could you call a ball and a strike on the same play?
1: I'd have to see. I'd have to see what, the situation was okay so i don't know uh anything like that and again this is something new for the majors they've been doing this in the minor leagues i think for two years now yeah uh so this is but this is something new in the majors and uh, with anything new there's going to be i think uh getting used to it period and there's going to be uh you know uh a mistake here or there or something here or there but i think uh in the long run it's going to help make baseball maybe a little bit more fucking watchable yeah that's the other thing baseball for the last 20 years has been fucking unwatchable you gotta set aside four hours to watch your fucking game you start a yankee game at fucking 7 30 it doesn't end until midnight suck my dick no (laughs) and that's killing baseball it's been like baseball has been fucking dying a slow death and everybody's like change the game can't do it fuck off Change the game. I don't give a shit at this point. Ghost Runner at second for the fucking extra endings? Fine. Don't give a shit. Make the game fucking end faster. Do something. The pitch clock, I think, is a fantastic idea. I think you're going to start getting more of those two-hour, 15 minutes, two-and-a-half-hour games, which yeah. is perfect. That's right in the fucking sweet spot. Make that shit happen. That's it. Now you start a game at 7 o'clock, 7.30. The game's over by 9.30, 10 o'clock. Perfect. Perfect that's the way it should be you get like these uh, just ah i'm glad they finally pulled the trigger on it now the next thing they have to do is do the automatic umpire get rid of the umpire have the automatic strike zone the the, the robot umps do that because fucking as soon as the, the quicker we can get rid of the umpires behind home plate who suck dick who are just the absolute worst assholes in the world yeah uh the better we'll all be put sensors in the bases Put shit like that is so we know when in, who's on base, when in, out, all this other fucking shit. Get rid of the umpires in general. They all suck anyway. Uh, I mean, listen, the less Angel Hernandez as we have in the world, the better. <laughs> uh, you know, and just make the game streamlined. Make it fun to watch again. Make it, uh, you know, a little bit more fast paced so that we're not sitting here for fucking 40 fucking hours watching some, he's on the rubber. Oh, now he steps off the rubber. Now he gets ready to pitch. Oh, the batter steps out of the box, and he looks for, oh, he's going to swing and adjust his gloves 16 fucking times (laughs) for no fucking reason.
0: Well, I I, I guess we have our our topics for next week.
1: (laughs) I I don't know. Hey, listen, here's the other thing, too. March Madness coming on soon. So, big time of year. Big time of year. One of my favorite times of year. There we go. So, We'll go. We'll see. Go Crichton. Go Blue Jays. Uh, Seton Hall. Big fan of them. And of course Rutgers. Anything from Jersey. I like. You know, Duke is Duke is my team that I grew up watching. So I like Duke. Anybody who doesn't like Duke, suck my dick. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I know there's a lot of Duke haters out there. That's why I like them because Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley was from Jersey, uh, and he played down in there for them. So I was like, Ah, I'm Jersey. I like Jersey. 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 Let's go. (laughs) Uh, so, and then my sister went out to Creighton in Omaha. So I root for the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, and then for the Jersey schools, I root for Seton Hall and I root for Rutgers if they're in it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, uh, I'm always excited for, uh, for March Madness college basketball, good times, fun times, but I think that's it for now, man. Yeah. I think that's going to be it for
0: this week. So like we said, make sure you head over to Bandscape. Um, use the, the promo code ST Sports18. Get 20% off your purchase plus free shipping anywhere in the world. Uh,
1: Worldwide.
0: Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> so, till next week, this is your good. Let me try that again. Man, two good, weeks good, in a row. This is my
1: good Jim friend, Bo. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, I <laughs> fuck up the ending here. <laughs> this is your good friend, Jimbo. Uh, and this is your good Jim friend, John Bomb Dong Joe. We're out. Ah, That's just king. That's just king. And we are out. Yes, sorry. I stepped over everything. Ah, see? Now you don't have to worry about it. I fucked it all up.